Hi folks, it's Primo's Weekly with Armando Hernandez and Kyle Matson. How are y'all doing? Kyle? We're doing great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, that was a chance to greet the people now. Yeah, I, anyway. I thought you were talking to them. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, well, hey, it's been this 4th of July week, so happy Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Oi! Oi! <laughs> exactly. And, um... It's been a long one. It's been a fun one. Uh, you know, um, how did you uh, spend your year Fourth of July, bud? Uh, it was pretty good. So I had a five-day weekend, so that was insane. And then, uh, let's see, the Monday before, went for a seven-mile jog. Only almost died once. <laughs> and, um, and then on Fourth of July proper, I went to a friend of mine. And he is a professional chef, so he made some of the best brisket I've ever had in my life. It was Hell yeah. amazing. You know, it's weird. I didn't eat anything on my 4th of July. What do you mean? I, I, you I hung out at the Moose and did the parade. Uh, so, you know, uh, a bit of Primo's weekly context. Uh, Kyle and I are Moosin, many much Moosin to be exact. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I ended up, uh, you know, dancing in the parade. Yeah, <laughs> like saw some videos. Hell no, yeah. But, <laughs> no, but uh, I uh, did the parade and stuff, so, like, I woke up and got out the house early. I guess I snacked or drank water along the way or whatever, things like that. But, um, yeah, what ended up happening is, like, so the course, through the course of the day, I just was doing stuff, and then um, – our family, as as you know, they yeah. did a, a party over at on, in Gold River, and so when I was, uh, I had talked to them during the day, but I was worn out by the time it got to like barbecue time and hangout time. So I was just like, you know what, they want to do fireworks over here, so I'll just wait till they hit me up, and um, I crashed from like <laughs> one four does. or five p.m. to like eight or nine p.m. <laughs> And being woken up to people like pounding on my door and calling my phone and just like, where are you, brother? What's going on? <laughs> are you alive? Yeah, yeah, that. And so, and I threw on earplugs because <laughs> fireworks were uh, fireworking. <laughs> they were a uh, fireworking mostly doobly. So uh, I couldn't hear nobody until the last like minutes. And so we basically, it all ended up working out. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't go anywhere to eat barbecue or none of that. So I might be a commie. <laughs> You're not celebrating freedom correctly. Yeah, no, it was cool. They so they got a bunch of they had the legal fireworks and they but a lot of the neighbors didn't, so that was cool. So we gotta see it. they had like the really good ones too, right? Like the five hundred dollar box. So we gotta see that and that was cool. And then in the background you could see all the motors flying up and shooting off. It was kinda on my drive home. I got to see them all around. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what freedom's about. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Dude, there was one person as I'm driving back. They were doing the mortars in their backyard, and I'm pretty sure it was supposed to launch farther up than what it did. Yeah, there was once or twice we had mortars popping, and it felt like they were just getting rain, ass, ashy shit. Oh, uh, like that. Yeah. On the, on the jog I did on the third, mm. freaking, I was behind Hagen Park over there. Oh. And I got to see all of the like setup they have and they're yeah. just these gigantic tubs or tubes i should say yeah uh yeah. just all strapped together and firing up it was really cool 
and the cops are all staring at me like why is this guy behind you I'm like i'm just coming from the river i swear <laughs> is he gonna sabotage our freedom yeah right <laughs> he's gonna steal the fireworks like, yeah this, this guy looks like antifa <laughs> <laughs> with my shirt off <laughs> i wasn't wearing a mask yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so like like i said fourth of july was was pretty good went off more or less without a hitch just um was a little strange like i said the the the, the you know uh, waking up first thing in the morning and going out to do the parade uh you know it was the first time i'd done that and then um yeah like i said ending it with just like oh hey everybody you're here for fireworks and then doing fireworks and then I'm leaving it was, it was kind of weird in some right too oh they did it over here yeah yeah let them come over here because um you know man gold river's got a bunch of people that are you know whiny neighbors let's say or you yeah know, for, for sure oh were you there at the time? I think it might have. I think it was us, but uh, uh, you, you, it could have been JT, Demetrio, and I only, or something for some reason. But we had uh, some firecrackers and this and that, and we were just doing it down a little down the road from where everybody does, like the fire, the, the the you know, the store fireworks, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just—it's literally just pop, 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 little normal firecrackers, not M80s, nothing crazy. And this guy just comes over wagging his uh, big bossy finger going like, hey, no boom booms. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I do remember you guys saying yeah. no boom booms no for like boom a month. No boom booms was a good one for a while, yeah. But it sound like something you poop your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's presidential. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's a real boom boom for real. <laughs> I like, said at that time, uh, this was in Gold River as well, where they set off some of the mortars. And then the cops show up to the house, mm-hmm. and my mom's like, "Well, yeah, we got plenty of fireworks." And she takes oh, it to the stash. Wow! Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. <laughs> it's like, How dumb are you, lady? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that might have been the same time that uh, Dylan Castagnola or whatever from uh, he, he uh, was out there too. I think that might have been. Yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one, man. I will tell you, that was. <laughs> There's some there are some really good uh, Fourth of July's at that uh, at that at that uh, spot, but I tell you, man, like um, yeah. Besides that, this week has has been pretty interesting. Uh, um, you know, uh, besides like just creeping along with the normal proceedings and such. Um, uh, you said you had this uh, news story about uh, out of the Philippines or something, right? Yeah, let's let's jump into it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the Philippines advertisement. Department of Tourism, I should say. Yeah. Um, they decided to make a beautiful new trailer for the Philippines to entice people to come there by using such footage as sand dunes from Brazil <laughs> <laughs> and the desert of you the know, United Arab Emirates. The beautiful Brazilian sand dunes of the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I hope they cost. I haven't seen it yet, but I hope they cost some of like the Brazilian women. They're like, oh yeah, this is the uh, chicks that are here. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole there's a whole island in the Philippines where they speak Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting side note: Portugal did run uh, the Philippines for a while. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who have uh, Portuguese uh, derived names. Apparently, they've never forgotten. They still think they're a part oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doom buggies in the UAE. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a is that a big selling point of the UAE? Even I I don't know. Actually, I, I just got a new friend from a video game in the United Arab uh, Emirates. So I can ask him. Like, uh, do you guys got Doom bugging? <laughs> <laughs> or do you just 
emmer it around. Yeah. <laughs> just die in the heat. Yeah. Um, That's what I, I'll tell you, man. The Philippines is one of those countries that uh, I think I'd like to visit. I don't know that I'd ever want to stay there extended. But it's it's like it, it's one of those things because it's like a chain of islands that is probably hard to like categorize as being one thing. And there's probably so much varied climates, environments, uh, terrains, and to not be able to pick out some of those to highlight in your in your tourism thing. Yeah. Well, there, I just love the idea. So this has got to be a government program, right? You know, the the secretary oh, and the Department of Tourism, DOT. And so they like they didn't actually go around mm -hmm. and film. They used stock footage, ah. which is like, do you, do you guys not have places all over that you can just you know hire somebody, one person for a week, up and down the islands? Nah. I mean, it's so it's got to be so like unique looking in some of those places too. You know what I mean? But like, I get why it's like if you're looking for tourism, you're not looking for like a rainforest. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure the rainforest brings in a lot of tourists year by year. You think, yeah? Hard to say. Hmm. I just think that like you you don't highlight inclimitable things when you're trying to gain tourism. You know? I I don't know. I mean, like I think I would prefer if I'm gonna go on vacation, prefer to go to like a rainforest than the middle of a desert that expands yeah. <laughs> infinitely in all directions. <laughs> with, with a finite amount of gasoline in a small <laughs> conveyance. <Yeah. laughs> There's like no 7-Eleven anywhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, I really need a water or beer or all of it. Do you know much about uh, Rodrigo Duterte? No. I don't know that he's still the president, but he was the president for a while. And I, he strikes me as the type to not step down and that's to is it the uae or the uh, but no he, he was he's like filipino trump and he's like before trump i believe if i'm not mistaken and like so he started his president presidency sometime around 2014 or 15. okay so this guy's a psycho like this guy like um he, he, he might have been like mayor of manila or something like that i'm probably this nigga's gonna send somebody out to kill me <laughs> but, but, but like he said uh, no, I think he was like the mayor of Manila or some other, you know, position before being president. Mm. And he like hung out of a helicopter and like AK-47 down like homeless people and drug addicts in the streets of Manila. I see no problem with this. <laughs> he's off the hook, man. I think, and then, oh, he called, he, oh, that's how I know, you know, that's how I know he's pre-Trump. Pre, pre he called Obama a son of a whore in Filipino, which is uh, puta de mo, or whatever. You've probably heard it because people like to say it like it's the only Filipino French people know. What is it? Puta de muera. Puta de But, yeah, he's a wild man. Yeah, he, he's really, he's, he's, uh, he's a character. So, this come, if this is from his administration, it kind of doesn't surprise me. I don't know. If it was like, you would think if your punishment might be you're getting shot at by a helicopter, maybe you want to do a little bit of research. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, hey, like I said, man, I, uh, like, I think he does a, a pretty good job overall of keeping his uh, Gestapo-style tactics under wraps, I guess, because you, you hear from it if you're looking for it, and, and like I said, I find him hilarious, so whenever there's a new story about him, I tend to look into it. But um, yeah, man, that's oh man, that's a shame too. Because like I said, man, I bet you the Philippines got a lot of beautiful stuff to offer. It's just wacky that you know they need to 
fake it till they make it. <laughs> so uh, the current incumbent president of the Philippines is a man by the name Bong Bong Marcos. <laughs> bong Bong. That's great. I'm glad you looked that up. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, Duterte's probably been out for a whole freaking presidential season. Then it sounds like this guy's the incumbent. Yeah, that's it, funny. It doesn't. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say who the last one was. Mm, yeah. They're like hiding him. They're like, yeah. <laughs> we don't, don't worry about it. Don't tell don't, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh man, but um. Yeah, one of the interesting things about the Philippines that, like, when I was looking into going to Japan and stuff like that, there was, like, you could have, like, a 12- or 24-hour layover in Manila. I was like, that sounds like fun. And I thought, I'm going to step outside of that airport and get murdered. I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, I got I to gotta really, uh, like, you know, uh, check my options in that regard because it, it sounded like fun. It sounded like something cool to do, spend a day in, in, in Manila yep. and go to Japan. But there was a couple offers like that. Seoul, Korea was one as well, which go figure. You got to pass Japan to go to Seoul, Korea. So why, you know, they got a hub there. I think it's essentially it. Yeah. That, they, that there's more, there's plenty of flights going from there to Japan, but uh, blah, 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 you know, whatever. However, air traffic works. <laughs> yeah. That's like uh, the, the murdering as soon as you get off the airport is like when I purposely made an eight hour layover in Mexico city, I'm like, yes, I'm going to go explore just a little bit, go back to the thing, go and oh. fly down to Cancun. <laughs> and I leave the thing at the airport, and I found a security guard. I'm like, hey, man, where's a good place to grab a taco or cerveza? And he's like, sir, <clears throat> you are white. Do <laughs> not leave the airport. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a white ass back in that cool. airport, boy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's straight. And then, you know, uh, more than anything, it's probably a liability. He don't want to be the last one seen walking, <laughs> yeah, off, true. walking off the property. <laughs> they they check the security cameras. It's just me talking to him before I'm never seen again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just you, he's just shrugging his shoulders at you like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Signaling to his friends, I'm not with him. <laughs> oh man. So um, hey, any other uh, plans for July? You got anything popping off this next few weeks? Uh, I do not know. Uh, a friend of mine has a concert she's doing, so I might head over to that. That's uh, fun. And, yeah, pretty much the same thing I do every weekend. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, I did want to hit you up about uh, the idea, and I won't go too much into detail, but I think you'll pick up on what, I, what I'm in, in, insinuating here. <laughs> no, You're going to have to get no, the jump first. But, uh, uh, but <laughs> The, uh, uh, I, I was looking into uh, different, like varied uh, investment opportunities and stuff like that for uh, a collectibles or things that, things that um, toys and things like that a rich person may want to acquire in their uh, in their spending, but at least have a, a great uh, rate of return and um, are a good long term investment. And one of the, one of the things that kept popping up was Rolex watches. Rolex watches? Yeah. And that seems like something that would be in line with, uh, you know, somebody who was obsessively or compulsively or obsessive compulsively uh, draining a nest egg or a nut that they came across that, you know, you know, if you were out buying car after car after car or this and that, which we all know depreciates yeah. um, massively, the, the only thing that makes a Rolex less worth it is that, say, for example, wrappers and this and that will uh, encrust them with diamonds and take out the original parts, which 
like a classic car, the original parts is what's valuable. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the rappers also take out those original parts and put some cocaine or other <laughs> drugs in there. It retains its value over you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's an interesting thought. They 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 can you know range from you know a, a good collectible one might range from twenty thousand to a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? And they're they're and here's another thing. They're very. Uh, it's a, it's a very um, what do you call it? Like kind of closed market or exclusive market. It's it, you know, there's uh, jewelers that specialize in marketing that. There's uh, people who you know have their collections, and then there's like brokerage houses that handle kind of all of those things, right? Yeah, well, I wonder how that transaction goes. I mean, I I know nothing about Rolexes. I would have to yeah. research that. But I think it's an interesting thought. We were just talking about uh, things that. Uh, maintain value is why the conversation really came came up. Is that we were talking about? Yeah, are less likely to depreciate, and on top of that, ideally be a collector's item or or appreciated value. Yeah, yeah. So something just kind of hold like value. Top, this is like top top tier as far as that's concerned. Because also, you know, desire and exclusivity and things like that dictate the value. You know what I mean? Not so much the um the sticker price or what it retails for and all that stuff, you know? This sounds like a fun little idea. We just go around to everybody who's retiring. And you're like, so did your company buy you anything and do you want to sell it? <laughs> <And that, laughs> I'll tell you, we're going to end up with a bunch of tin. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, they, 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 they buy them a gold watch. I don't know that they're buying those those, those geezers Rolexes. <laughs> I think I can. There was a couple people that retired from my company back when we were a corporation and oh. they were... They were getting Rolexes and stuff as long as they've been there for forty years. Okay, but even then, I bet I bet you they're not the collector class ones. No, they're probably you know just, I mean? the, they're just the, the, the like, name three to five thousand dollar ones that are dope. You know, God, still. I mean, like I paid it. I paid. Actually, I paid nothing for this one. <laughs> 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 that guy. <laughs> robbed a <hobo>. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like the last Star Watch, I think I paid like a couple hundred. And that these things are awesome. I can yeah. answer my phone calls. I don't see how Rolex is so nice. Although agreed, but it's it's not a timepiece, and it's it, I agree that functionally or practically, it is seemingly stupid that is the case that all the things I just said to be real. But um, I think that's what, in a sense, makes them valuable is that they're mechanical. Um, Marvels within reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, it's funny, like, you know, what things people think have value and stuff. There was a mask that was made during 2020. Mm-hmm. Pure gold, yeah. gem encrusted with diamonds and everything else. I think it was 15 point something million dollars. Mm-hmm. Do you think it held its value after 2022? No. <laughs> uh, you can melt the diamonds gold. Diamonds is one of the worst things. Um, really? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because... Well, first of all, since there's lab-created diamonds, that totally muddied the waters as far as diamond value because essentially there's very little ways to prove undeniably that one's one and one's not. I, I've been told, I haven't done too much research, but I was told that uh, the way they're able to tell if it's real or lab-created is if they look for a flaw, mm. and if they can find one, it's, it's real. real. <laughs> and so as a result, um, so like, for example, like there, uh, I uh, was, uh, we were talking. Oh yeah, you said you you watched the Boys Cast, right? The Ryan Long. Oh yeah, I have it on my. I have it on my. So recently, YouTube. they were they were uh, uh, talking about something similar because Danny got uh, engaged, 
And and uh, the idea being that he and his wife have friends in the Diamond District, <clears throat> certain uh, ethnic backgrounds, I'm sure. We're <laughs> but no, um, the, uh, so he goes to the Diamond District in New York City, you know, place to go. And then the person works in the Diamond District. So they're of note because we they're a retailer in that area. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, they're established. And so, yeah, exactly. And so he, you know, they thought, oh, we have it in. We're going to get a good deal, this and that, the other. And as much as the guy could go, well, I'm going to take off my commission. I could probably take off the sales tax. I could probably take a 10% off of the actual this and that. And he just starts cutting off price after price. And he tells him, like, look, man, you're not going to find anything with, like, this level of value. And I'm telling you, I mean, you're going to be able to say, like, if, if uh, if if you go and get this appraised somewhere else, they're gonna tell you it's worth more than way more than what we're doing. He's like, they literally will not. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, if I walk up the street to any of these other places and said, hey, how much are you giving me for this? They're gonna tell me a third of the value of what I paid you, even with all those discounts. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's it's insanely true. And there's so much like uh, finicky aspects to this because again, like. The idea that uh, if you again, I mean, because because that's the thing with with the lab created diamonds. Not all lab created diamonds are literally perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and true. So, and then you know the idea of like a, a DVS one, DVS twos, or whatever. They're perfectly in my price range. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, I, yeah, that's that's really speaks to the difference of practicality between men and women. Women hate the idea of lab created diamonds. <laughs> It's so weird, but uh, at any rate, like it, it's it's sad because it's like, um, it just it doesn't retain its value as a result. Like precious metals relatively do, but you're you're not getting when you're getting jewelry grade precious metals. They're they're not the they're not they're like diluted enough to where they're not what you're really you know you're not really buying platinum and you're not really buying gold. You're buying you know alloys of such you know right. Right. And so, like it, that, that that detracts from the value as well. But it, it's strange. Like so, so the fact that the Rolexes are an anomaly within that is interesting. I thought, you know what I mean? But yeah. Because again, because they're timepieces, and I mean, they, and they they return. The clocks carry carry their value as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, no. Well, they they carry the name, and then the older ones retain more of the value because there's that legacy thing of them, right? They're like kind of like an old car. I don't think that only old ones are valuable. I think yearly they're releasing ones that are are gonna you know appreciate in value. Huh. I think I don't think it's only like like it was not like you have to buy an antique Rolex per se. It's that it's that uh, there'll be a limited edition one for you know some event or something like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, they um, you know might have a different inlay or style or this that and the other just because I don't know. Uh, it's the what what's the next one? Uh, by sequicentennial or something like that is coming up the 250th anniversary of, of the United States. They might release a, uh, something like that kind of uh, anniversary edition or some crap. I can see that. There's a guy uh, I run into every now and then selling them on the side of the street or by the bar. I'll ask him if he has any. He's usually wearing about eight. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think that's a good app. Uh, you ready to wrap up and say bye to the peoples? Yeah, I think it's a great episode. After speaking about uh, the Philippines, it might be our last. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Yeah, yeah, I do not want to commit suicide. So, if, if oh, no, wait, hold on. Bong Bong McDaniels or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, I'm just going to mock him openly. I think the other guy's still alive. You're so much better than Bong Bong Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, folks. Right, bye. We're going to check the. Uh... Wait, what? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. You want me to turn this off? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'm just trying to do it.